Rise and shine. <laughs> it's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. Parker Christensen, two fists in the air as Golden Plains defeats the one seed and sixth ranked Wheatland Grinnell Lady Thunderhawks. To the pros. Runs the option, left side, Russell's got his hole. 10, 5, touchdown Denver. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Third and 12, three receivers near side, a tight end to the far side, and Hauser looking to throw. Pressure in the face of Jones, and he's sacked. Brett Eyrig is there. Takes a snap, drops, throws, end zone, caught, touchdown, touchdown Colorado. Hawk the horn, Jimmy found the end zone again, and it is 48 to 40. Colorado trailing by eight with 143 to play in the final frame. Two backs, one on each hip of Bean. It's an option play. Bean's going to keep. Wow. Makes a long horn miss. 35-30, 25-20. Hit hard, fumbles the ball. But KU's got it. It's Hyshaw, and it's a touchdown. Uh, Daniel Hyshaw, Johnny on the spot, has taken it in. Fleeks gets a handoff. 30, 35, 40. Fleeks to the 50. Fleeks on the race to the 40, to the 30. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Joshua Fleeks. There, gets points on the board here late. Now Doyle will steal third, and the ball gets away. He's going to score. Ball game. Brenton Doyle stole third base as the ball got by Ryan Jeffers. He just kept on going. Play fake for Fields. He's going to be hit. The ball's not free. It bounces around. Jonathan Cooper scoops it up, and here we go. 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Denver. Mahomes pumps once, twice, open right side, North Gray, 10 to the 5, stretching out, touchdown, Kansas City for Patrick Mahomes, 200 touchdown passes in 80. And good Monday morning, everybody. We're back on the Morning Blitz on this first Monday of October. Happy October 2nd to you. Glad you're with us here on 1025 U-Rock, AM 730 Fox Sports, Tri-State, of course, also online, nwksradio.net, and the Rocking M app. Uh, my goodness, a nice, beautiful start to the morning, 62 degrees outside, on our way to a high of 84, a blustery weekend, especially a very windy Sunday, and still some decent winds out of the south here right now, but uh, some more fall-like temperatures expected this week. Uh, throughout the listening region. Uh, as always, when we part of the program, hit us up on the text line, the number 785-899-2222 uh, to be part of the Morning Blitz here on this Monday, where we will be joined by ChiefBlitz.com, Nick Athen, talking about Kansas City's, I don't know if I want to call it, a hold on for a victory. I guess that's how I would describe it. They held on for a three-point win over the Jets as the Jets rallied, and Kansas City hasn't looked great in two out of their four games. Um, against the Lions and the Jets. They got a win in one. They lost another. Uh, and just be interested to get thoughts on what uh, Nick Athen has to say from Chief Blitz. He'll join us coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we'll get to some other things as well, including a pretty big day in local sports, especially for area golfers and tennis players. We'll get to that coming up here as well. Uh, later on in the show, we'll also look back a little bit at the Ryder Cup from this weekend, which was a bit of a snoozer. Uh, to say the very least. So uh, we'll get to all that coming up a little bit later on in the program, but it is a Monday morning, and that usually means it's time for weekend winners and losers. 
There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Gonna be a winner, be a winner. This weekend, I feel like I have more losers than I do winners for some reason. I guess it just depends on when I'm putting together my weekend and winners and losers on how I feel. But let's get on to our first winner of the weekend, and that is going to be Hoxie Lady Indian Volleyball. They took home the first place spot at the Decatur Community Tournament this past Saturday. Uh, Lady Indians swept the competition, really. They won all four of their matches in straight sets up there in Oberlin, and they finish in first place at the Decatur Community Tournament. They continue to have an amazing season. I believe they're 25-3 and unofficially this year. That, by far, I believe, is the best record in our listening region for any uh, volleyball team. But Hoxie having a fantastic showing here in the 2023 season. It was a busy weekend in local volleyball overall. A lot of tournaments going on. Wallace County had a solid showing at the Ellis Tournament. They end up finishing in second place to the host Ellis. Uh, but I thought an overall solid showing there from Wallace County. Uh, at the Scott City Tournament, which is where Goodland and Colby both competed this weekend, Lebo ended up being the tournament or tournament champ, uh, but Colby and Goodland uh, both had, I don't know, I, I, Colby I think had an okay. They went 2-2 two and two in pool play, lost uh, two games to one, then to Wheatley Grinnell in the uh, sixth place game, ended up finish, or sorry, in the fifth place game, ended up finishing in sixth. So Colby picked up a couple wins, lost a couple in pool uh, then went to play, take on Wheaton the Grinnell and finish in sixth place. Goodland, another tough showing. Ever since they swept the competition here at home, uh, what, six days ago, uh, it's kind of been a rough go. They struggled down in Holcomb on Thursday, and then they went down to Scott City and struggled again, went just one and four. Uh, lost their three matches, or lost their four matches. One of them they got swept by Lebo. The other three that they played... Uh, which which included, I think, Wheatland Grinnell and Colby, or sorry, not Colby, Wheatland Grinnell and Scott City was one of the other teams there that they played, but they lost those in three sets. So that's the heartbreaker part is that you were in those and unfortunately couldn't get the victory in the decisive third set. They played in the seventh place game and they beat Wichita County to finish in seventh place at that Scott City tournament. So kind of going through a bit of a rough spot here in the season is Goodland Cowgirl Volleyball. And also, speaking of volleyball, Colby Community College Volleyball earned a big win on Saturday. They swept Seward County inside the CEC. They won uh, three sets to none, and they've won back-to-back matches for the first time since early September. Pretty much a month. Not quite. A little bit less than that, but close to a month uh, since CCC uh, has won back-to-back matches. But they got that done on Saturday. They are now 13-8 overall, and they get it back to above 500 at 5-4 and four in the Jayhawk. And I don't know the last time that they beat... Seward County. I'd have to look. It's been a while because Seward County is usually one of those programs that is one of the better ones um, all around. Uh, one of the better programs in the Jayhawks. That's a big time win there for, for Colby Community College to bounce back. And maybe Seward's having a little bit of a down year, but nonetheless can't, can't take away a victory. That's really good. Uh, also, one more thing in local sports. Uh, uh, at the Lake and Golf Invite Saturday, had a nice day for that. Goodland ended up finishing in second, just one stroke behind Hugaton, who was the Lake and Golf Invite champion. Cowgirl shot 405 as a team led by Alec Cure and Tory Jones, who each shot 94s to place tied for fifth. But uh, Colby finished in fifth place. They did not have their top two golfers available. Did not see Logan Nolan or uh, Anna Starbuck. Did not see those two ladies uh, there in the final standing. So that would be a big reason why they did not end up winning that tournament 
on Saturday. As I mentioned, it's a big day today in local sports. You've got GWAC Girls Golf Tournament at Hugoton today and GWAC Girls Tennis Tournament today at Scott City. So a couple of big events going on there. Also, Hayes TMP has a golf invite today. Oakley will be attending that. But once again, I go back to uh, Hoxie Indian Volleyball, our first winner of the weekend. Uh, once again, winning the Decatur Community Tournament up there in Oberlin. Our second winner of the weekend, how about the Denver Broncos? The Denver Broncos were left for dead uh, probably in the early in the third quarter, one would say. They were down 21, or sorry, 28, excuse me, down 21 points, but down 28-7 with four minutes and 11 seconds left to play in the third quarter. So with just over... Uh, what, probably around, with just about 20 minutes, a little bit less than that left to play in this football game against the Bears, the Broncos made a big-time comeback. 31-28, they come back and defeat the Bears at Soldier Field yesterday afternoon. I mean, I remember seeing that score um, early in the afternoon. I was looking like, oh my goodness, the Bears are up by what? The Bears are up by what over the Broncos? I mean, this is going to be horrific for for the Broncos because not only did they get blown out by the Dolphins a week ago, but then they go and they take on supposedly the worst team in the NFL right now in the Bears, and they get beat. But they put it all together late. They get a touchdown from Brandon Johnson to end the third quarter pretty much. Cortland Sutton gets a touchdown to make it a one-score game with, a, with nine and a half minutes left. And then probably the biggest play you heard there on the intro, Jonathan Cooper scoops up a fumble at the 35 and takes it back uh, to tie the game up at 28. And then Will Lutz, with under two minutes to play, hits a 51-yard field goal to give the Broncos the comeback 21-point victory. Uh, sorry, gets the, the, the comeback, three-point victory, but overcoming a 21-point deficit there, and the Broncos get the win 31-28. to so that was a humongous win for them. And yes, it was against the Bears. I get that. I get it. It was against the Bears. But they got it done. And look, when you're down on the road against a inferior squad, it could be easy to just give up. It could be. But they didn't. They kept chopping away. And they end up getting the win there in Chicago. Because easily they could they could have gotten down by three scores and been like, oh my goodness, here we go again. We're going to lose, not only for the second consecutive week, uh, and start off, not only are we going to lose, excuse me, for the fourth consecutive time to start this season uh, and be 0-4, but we're going to have a loss to the lowly Bears uh, as well as to the Raiders who aren't very good either. We're going to start in those spots. And they fought back and got the win. So, once again, Denver Broncos winner of the weekend. And I don't get it. You know, people have been really down on Russell Wilson. And I don't know if I totally understand why. Uh, Russell Wilson, I feel like, has played decently well. I mean, I know the Broncos haven't won, but I feel like he's played decently well. Yesterday, 21 of 28 for 223 yards and three touchdowns was sacked once. You know, I, I thought... I thought that was pretty good for Russell Wilson. Uh, that'd be really good for any quarterback. You know, and looking at his, you know, he was 23 of 38 for 
300-plus yards against Miami, one touchdown, one pick. He had three touchdowns and one pick on 18-32. That's not a great percentage there uh, against the the Commanders. You know, I, I don't think Russell Wilson's been that terrible. I mean, he's got, what, nine touchdowns to two picks? I think that's pretty good. And playing behind that offensive line, which has been shaky, and not really having a whole lot of a rushing attack to go along with it, I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty darn good sign for Russell Wilson that he's turned the corner. And, and, you know, they're putting more on Russell Wilson, more than what he ever had to do at Seattle, in my opinion. Seattle was based upon the running game and being a good running team, then the play-action pass, which are supposed to be, if you have a good running team, you know, easy completions that have the defense sucked up, and then you make the good throws down the field. Russell Wilson exceeded that, in, and now he's trying to be more of a – more of a everything goes through the quarterback type of offense and more through he's got to be the distributor instead of just the the play action guy. I think he's done a pretty good job of filling that spot here in this this first year in the Sean Payton. So I'm going to give Russell Wilson credit. I think he deserves it. And I feel bad for Justin Fields. I really do. Staking in this game here. Justin Fields went 28 of 35, 335 yards, four touchdowns. He had one pick late trying to force a ball with time running out. It was Justin Fields' best game of his career, and his team still found a way to lose it at the end. That's heartbreak right there. I mean, think about if you're a Bears fan on the opposite spectrum of things. You're riding high through three quarters of this game, thinking, by gosh, we're going to get our first win. And boy, Justin Fields has looked good. And then it all comes crashing down. So man, it's a that's a heartbreak there for Bears fans and heartbreak for Justin Fields because I thought he played he probably played his best game of his career and ended up being a comeback victory for the Denver Broncos. So once again, my winners of the week and once again the Denver Broncos and I'll give a tip of the cap to Russell Wilson as well. I, I think he's been much better than pre, than last year and he's in, been shouldered with more load, but I think he's handled it better. I really do. All right, there you go. Our winners of the weekend, Hawks Indian Volleyball and the Denver Broncos. On to our losers of the weekend. Blowout football games is uh, is my first kind of loser of the weekend. A lot of blowout high school football games, both good and bad, going back to Friday night. Uh, you'll start in 11-man. You had Goodland losing 41-6 at Norton. Cowboys just could not get anything going offensively, especially running the football. Passing the football, got a couple of plays, but just couldn't do anything. It's such a sound Norton team who did an amazing job of holding on to the football, especially in the second half. They held Goodland to just nine offensive snaps in the second half. It was an amazing uh, performance from Norton and their defense and offense. They did a great job, uh, and they they took it to, to, to Goodland. I thought that'd be a more competitive game. It had been the previous couple of years, but the Cowboys just didn't have the juice. Simple as that. Did not have the juice when they took the field, and, and Norton took it to him because of it. 41-6 the final. Colby, as, as it was predicted by the Massey ratings, that the Holcomb-Colby game would be very similar to the Goodland-Holcomb game, and it was. Uh, Colby did get one more touchdown. Instead of being 55-14, it was 55-21 in favor of, of Holcomb on the or sorry down there in Holcomb. So uh, the Eagles have lost there to the Longhorns. Uh, Oakley remains winless after a 68-6 loss to Smith Center. In eight-man scores, Hoxie shut out Decatur Community 46 to nothing. Wallace County with a shutout win over St. Francis 38 to nothing. Rollins County went to 5-0 with a 66-0 win over Stockton. 
The best game of the night in our regional teams was Quinter, unfortunately losing for the first time this year to a injured Hill City team, 32-26, the final there, as Hill City gets a big win. In six-man, Triplanes Brewster lost to Northern Valley 56-6. The Huskies were upset that they got beat that badly by Shylin. They took it to Triplanes Brewster. Weskin blew out Deer Trail, Colorado 59-14. The Shylin Cougars, they improved to 5-0. They blew out Greeley County 68-0. And Golden Plains got their first win. They beat Western Plains Healy 57-7. Now, when I sat here on Friday and I looked at the schedule, I said, there could be a lot of lopsided games. And guess what? There was. And I'm not saying, in some cases, it's great. If you're on the winning side of that, that's awesome. If you're on the losing side of it, it stinks. But overall, just as a fan, if you don't have a fan of either team, you like to see just good competitive games. I mean, that's the way I am pretty much every time I sit down on Saturday or Sunday or Thursday night or to watch college football or football. I don't usually have any, besides, of course, when I watch my Huskers, I don't have any invested interest in, in any pro team or anything. Like that. I just want to see a good game. And I know when, when, when and college football the same way, I just want to see a good game. I don't want to see a blowout. And so that's what's disheartening a little bit, and that's why it's a loser of the weekend. Not because, you know, good teams got great wins. Congratulations for them. That's awesome. But overall, blowout games are just not that entertaining to watch, and there was a lot of them this weekend. So that's why I say blowout, blowout games in high school football. A lot of good, and some good and some bad, uh, both. But, uh, yeah, first loser of the weekend, blowout. High school football games. Second loser of the weekend, how about regional college football teams? Kansas State, of course, had a bye, so that gave them a, a nice pass there. But Kansas, Nebraska, and Colorado all fell on Saturday. Kansas losing on the road at Texas uh, in a lopsided affair. Uh, final score, of course, being 40. I want to make sure I get that number right. 40, 40 to 14. I was going to say 41-14, but 40 to 14. They didn't, have Jay, they didn't have Jalen Daniels. Such a weird thing. Jalen Daniels going through the walkthrough at the hotel. His back tightens up, and he's not able to play. That changed the whole outcome of that football game, hands down. When that news came across, I mean, when that news came down that that was going to happen, I mean, like, like I remember telling, making my picks for the weekend. If, if I would have heard that news, I'd have been like. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't take the don't take uh, Kansas to cover that sixteen and a half. That ain't happening. Jalen Daniels is the Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Year. He's darn good. Pretty much every other team in the Big Twelve would love to have him. When he doesn't play for the Kansas Jayhawks, it changes their outcome. I don't care. Jason Bean is a solid backup, but he is a backup. So I sit here and say Jalen Daniels, without him, was a humongous, uh, it was just an unfortunate deal, a humongous, unfortunate piece that happened. Uh, and the Jayhawks get blown out because of it. They hung around in the first half, but as the second half moved on, I mean, Texas had more talent. Kansas could have hung with Texas. Would have been for the simple fact that they had a quarterback that was going to help them score a bunch of points, and that would have kept them in the game. I didn't think Kansas was going to win, but I didn't think it'd be a blowout. And the reason why was because Jalen Daniels tightened up in the walkthrough in the hotel room and did not play. Changed the entire outcome of the game. Jason Bean was okay, but he's not Jalen Daniels. Uh, Nebraska was routed at home by number two Michigan, 45-7. to Michigan is just a way. And that's a, that's a college world playoff team. You know, reading a bunch of stuff post-game about what the media was saying about the loss for Nebraska. I was thinking, that's a college world playoff team that has aspirations of winning a national title. 
Nebraska is nowhere near that, and they knew that going into the season. Now, did Nebraska get beat by further points than I thought? Yes, the defense did not stand up. Michigan is just a bunch of grown men pushing other people around. It looks like an NFL team out there. So, Nebraska was routed at home. Uh, another bad loss for Nebraska football. Uh, and then probably the best game of the, maybe one of the best games of the day in college football was the Colorado game. I thought that Colorado would hang around and, and have a chance to, uh, to possibly upset USC. I didn't think they would. I thought they'd be able to hang around. But here's the big thing. Colorado got down big, came storming back against USC. They were down 27 points, outscored them 27-7 to in the second half to lose 48-41. It's a loss for Colorado, but at the same time, my goodness. that's a, That shows great heart and resilience out of Coach Prime's teams. But once again, two points are made here. Colorado is a good team, not a great team. They do not have enough depth, and they are not good defensively. Second point here, USC is not a playoff contending team because they do not have a defense. They do not have a defense. Lincoln Riley did not have a defense at Oklahoma. They do not have a defense now at USC. Simple as that. That's why they're not going to be playing for a national title or even winning a national title because they do not have a defense. So there you go. Once again, our loser of the weekend, again, regional college football teams. And our final loser of the weekend, before we get to uh, Nick Athen of ChiefSplits.com, it would be the Royals and the Rockies. Both teams are done after, on, where both teams' seasons are done. They wrapped up yesterday afternoon after historically bad years. The Rockies were able to salvage one game against the Twins as they beat them 3-2 on a walk-off, stolen third base, wild or error throw uh, that allowed Brent Doyle to come in to score in the, top, in the bottom of the 11th inning to win 3-2 over the Twins. They avoid a sweep, but the Rocks in 2023 with a 59-103 record. That's the most losses in franchise history. As for the Royals, great moment for Zach Greinke. Walked off the mound, got his 225th win. KC offense slugged their three home runs. They beat the Yankees 5-2. They take two out of three from the Roy- from the from New York to finish 56 and 106. That matches the franchise record for most losses in a season. 209 losses combined this baseball season for the Royals and the Rockies. There is a lot to go back to the drawing board and figure out. But yeah, 209 combined losses for the Royals and the Rockies in the season to finally come to an end for uh, those two franchises. And a lot of work to be done in the offseason to make yourself a little bit more competitive. Or sorry, competitive, competitive next season. So there you go. Our losers of the weekend. Blowout football games, regional college football teams, and the Rockies and the Royals. All right, 731 Mountain, 831 Central Time here on a Monday morning. As always, hit us up on the text line, 785-899-2222. If you've got weekend and losers, love to hear those from you. We'll take a break, come back. Uh, we'll visit with Nick Athen of ChiefBlitz.com next here on the Morning Blitz.